You are you incredibly thoughtful. I need to let you speak more often. That's a nice segue for our intro. Yeah. I like how it's I need to let you speak more. <laughs> like that's the Well, because you beat it, it's become my like my personal like 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 I feel like Ebenezer, you know, with in the like with the chains, yeah. I have like like the boxes and the chains yeah, who is with voices, uh Marley or whatever. Yeah. Is it Marley? Jacob, Jacob Marley. Oh yeah. right. And every it's all words that I've spoken <laughs> in the Medicare's, right? And the chains are long, Josh. <laughs> the intro i'm josh anderson i'm bob galen you know josh i think we have a good one today i i wasn't i was iffy on it when it's from a reader it was a mm-hmm. question i wasn't iffy I, I thought it was a good topic i wasn't sure how much juice we could squeeze from the lemon did you like that sure and yeah. they're listeners they're not leaders readers readers talk. yeah but 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 I think we I think we squeezed a nice glass of lemonade. Oh yeah, lem- like like one of those ones from the fair that you get where they shake it up. Yeah, it's really good. You pay it's, like twenty five dollars. Twenty five. So so Metacasters, we have a twenty five dollar glass of lemonade for you coming up. <laughs> yes. But before Indeed. that, you ha- you did something really exciting. I did share. Uh, Redhead Agile Day was last week ish, depending on when you listen to this. Uh, Bob unfortunately had to step out of town. Uh, so myself and Eric Hannon, uh, another local coach, friend of the, friend of the podcast, friend of the Twitch stream, all of those things stepped in and stepped in. We did the normal ask us anything. We're going to pass out three by five cards and ask questions. And here we go. We're going to step in front of the firing line and see how it goes. How did it go? It went great. Uh, feedback as always is good. Um, that's always the best part is the feedback. That but you wasn't it a little more awkward because you were missing, uh, someone, I, I don't think awkward is the word freeing, freeing? is probably a more appropriate Pro- term. Like increased productivity. Yeah I, I, yeah. I think actually we got the best feedback ever and it was, gosh, it's so nice when Josh gets to talk, it, yeah. and that like that. How did that make you feel? I'm I'm a, I'm putting on my coaching. I felt fantastic, Bob. Did you? Yeah, it was yeah. great. How did Eric, Eric did well? Yeah, Eric nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. At some point in that, so talk, am I? Am I really necessary in these uh, things in the future? No, I. I Should I, I retire? I asked the audience who who wants to tell Bobby's fired. And everyone raised their hands. Everyone's like, hands shot up. Someone separated their shoulder. They shot <laughs> They up. separated their shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was, uh, okay, I can handle that. Is yeah. that does that seep into, the, is Eric going to be doing the Metacast with you going forward as well? We're going to have to talk about that after okay. we record. Yeah. It was, so, there is a video on there it. Is a video, I, I watched yeah. a little bit of it. Yeah. I want to watch it. Can you can you share that with the uh, Metacast? We'll link on there, yeah. I think, I th- because it's a, what is it? We couch it as Metacast Live. Mm-hmm. And it really is that, mm-hmm. right? So, we should share that. Yep. Especially with the new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. 
<laughs> Metacasters, there's 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 some glee. You can't see it. I'll paint. There's an ear to ear grin, <laughs> and just gleefulness in the room here. Yes, uh, it is at my expense. Yeah. Is there fun. any way I can claw my way back into like? Relevancy mutiny has begun, and it's, you can't it's stop done. it. I can't, yeah. I can't it's stop the tide. Of its own. It's, yeah. All right, that, that's what I thought. Yeah. All right, so on to the on to the episode. On the episode. Hey, we think you have a good one. Oh, one final thing. It's this one follows on. We had a three part series. What leaving the nest, and kicking your butt safely. out of the nest, yep. landing safely. Mm-hmm. This one we haven't named it yet. Whatever the name is, but this one's this one relates to that. Yep. So it, if you're listening to this one. Maybe go back and start the series. I think it, I think the flow would be really cool. So on to the episode. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. We're back. Back. Back in the saddle again. Yes. Or back. Aerosmith. Remember that song, Back in the Saddle? Yeah. I'm back! <laughs> Everybody just hit stop. Next episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was his, that was my Steven Tyler. That we, was fantastic. I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it was great. You should do it every time. <laughs> we should. Uh, <laughs> so we, we should start every episode. So okay. So today's well, this is the topic. this is this the topic? Oh yeah, this is not the intro. This is, yeah, this is. Yeah, I got confused uh, there. Oh, I was yeah, a senior so moment, Josh. I don't know what I you know I don't know what it is. I, are we here? Are we there? So this is the so what is our topic for today? Our topic is it comes uh, in from a request. It is from a from a listener request that has recently left the nest and landed safely. They wrote in and asked, "What mistakes have we made when joining a new company as a scrum master for an existing team?" Uh, this is gonna be a short metacast because right. I, I can't. We're done, right? Like, this. well, I, I have you ever made a mistake? Never. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, done. So we're done. What was his name? Uh, Jay. Oh, hers. Jane? Jay. Jay? Jay. Jay, sorry. Jay. Short episode. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> On to the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for writing in. <laughs> um, so this, in in reality, is going to be probably a pretty long episode. Yeah. I mean, you want me to kick off? Sure. I'm just thinking random ideas. Mm-hmm. I Could I, first, could we generalize it? I And Jay, I, I respect your context, which is Scrum Master. But I'd almost like to generalize this. So we can talk about coaching and scrum masters, mm-hmm. but almost say, you know, joining any job. Yeah. Right. Like, like new jobs are sort of weird things. They're special things. It's a special time. It's special conditions. So if we can generalize it, not just say as a new scrum master mistakes you've made, mm-hmm. how about as an onboarded employee? Yeah. With lineage towards agile and scrum yeah. and things like that. Would that work, Josh? Absolutely. Uh, what have I? One thing I've done is uh, I haven't. That to me, there's a balance between onboarding yourself and shutting up and listening, and then boldly, um, boldly making your mark mm-hmm. because people expect you to make your mark early. Uh, and I don't know. And this is a place where I've failed. Not not failed terribly, but. I don't know if I've never many jobs I've gone in. So in some cases I've gone in and I've, I've not listened enough. I've not been quiet enough. I've not been observational enough. Mm-hmm. I came in 
And, and very often it was in the interview. So I made up my mind in the interview what the place was, mm-hmm. what its challenge. And some and people t- would tell me what the challenges were too. So it wasn't just Bob making it up. But I, I created this sort of fixed landscape of I know what they are. Mm-hmm. So then I came in, you know, find the coffee machine, find the men's room. Two days later, I start sort of shooting everything up, right? I'm like, you know, there's a new sheriff in town. Bobby G's here. We're going to do it my way. You know, and I didn't really pause. And my heart was in the right place. And, mm-hmm. I, and I was, you know, I was trying to adjust to what I heard. But I should have, I should have slow rolled it. I should have been more thoughtful. I should have listened more. I should have asked more questions. Uh, I should have let some time go. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the flip side of that is you can't do that for too long, right? You can't, like, I have three months, my first yeah. my first three months, I, I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to listen to the, the to the ecosystem mm-hmm. and react to it. I don't, I don't think that, depending on your role, I don't think that's right. But I think there's this sort of getting the balance right coming in, maybe with lineage towards being quiet. Rather than taking action, but but being quiet is uncomfortable because you're yeah, new, especially right? for you. That hurt. What? That that little jet. That was actually that was like a, a blow the belt. Get him up. Get him up. <laughs> that was. I think that was below the belt. I just was really emphasizing the challenge. But it's it's because you want because there's systemic. Pressure. You're hired for a reason. You're hired for a reason is what I was saying. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a need. So react to what I was saying, getting that balance right. I agree. The big thing for me has been acquiring the context to understand how they got there. And you can get a lot from the interview and the hiring process. But the the other thing and the frustrating thing is that working with the assumption that they are good people with good intent And one of the best lessons I learned was from a former executive that I worked with that just knew things were not the way they should be. And the number of times he said, Josh, listen, I know it's wrong, but it was the right decision when we made it. Based on the information we had, everything we had, it was the best choice. Would I do it again that way in the exact same situation? Probably. But I know the world has changed now. And a different answer is what we need. And that's why you're here. But gathering that context and understanding the path that that organization had to now and the twists and turns that they took to get here to get to the point where, okay, we're going to hire somebody like this that's going to help us change. Right. They're hiring you to come in and make change, which is the thing you're talking about. Of You're hired for a reason. Yep. There's a gap. There's something that's missing. So you're coming in to, you're coming in to help, but also be, be respectful of the journey that the company got here. Yeah. So I think there's two things you said there. Um, I'll, I'll start with the, the last one. Mm-hmm. Honor the past is a really good. Yeah. So do something to honor, to, to expose the past. So ask questions about the past, honor the past, celebrate the past mm-hmm. and don't do it artificially. Do it really sort of mindfully. Uh, I think that's incredibly important. So don't piss on the past. Yeah. Right. It's that's that's really a bad and, and a lot of us do because you can be told depending on your role and your level, yeah, you can be told so much information. You come at guns blazing, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, this place sucks, you really need to clean it up, Josh. And you can be so focused on that 
that not everything sucked. It's right. like honor that. Uh, the other thing you said reminds me of the Norm Kurth, uh, the retrospective thing, uh, the assume assume good intent, mm-hmm. uh, assume well intentioned, well intentioned people, thoughtful mm-hmm. people. Like at the time, it was different. Right. So I, I think that stance is is incredibly important when you come in, mm-hmm. right? Even even in the ugliest, it's like what what were you thinking? And you do this in yeah. architecture sometimes, right? Yeah. Like you come in, and there's product. You there's companies you come in, and the product is in disarray, mm-hmm. and you got to be careful. I mean, it's in disarray, mm-hmm. and and people made really silly decisions. But how you tease that apart is really important, right? Yeah, one of the things that I try and focus on is the words. Words matter, and so often we are hired, whether you're a scrum master or a leader of an organization or an architect or something. You are there to build new habits and you talk about honoring the past. I never refer to the way things were done before as bad habits. I just say those are old habits and we need to shed those and build new ones. I don't ever say they were like, I, I never tell people what they did was bad, right? Because again, you go back to, it was the right decision for the right reason at that moment. Conditions are different than they are now. So, but that was a mistake that I made that, that, that was something where, again, I came in guns blazing. We, we have all these bad habits. And people are like, well, why are you smacking us in the face? Like, you don't even know. Like, exactly. you have no clue what exactly. happened 10 years ago, five years ago, whatever. So don't come in here saying things where you don't have the context. And you're eroding. You're immediately. Yeah. So another thing we didn't talk, and I'm tr- trying to create a toolkit or mm-hmm. a toolkit of thoughts, is first impressions matter. Right? So that first impression you're making, you come in guns blazing. That's going to stick with you. I mean, to unwrap that, it's going to be incredibly hard to unwrap that because yeah. you've just now pissed off an entire – I mean, and you know this as a leader. Mm-hmm. And it's not weakness. The, to me, this is strength coming in. Right. Right. Weakness is coming in guns blazing. Strength right. is knowing you know, how to sort of enter properly mm-hmm. so that you can affect change. I'm not saying freeze. Affect change. But at the same time, don't. Don't sort of piss on the entire organization because right. unwrapping that, that actually, I think that stigma is going to stay with you. People remember that. Mm-hmm. That first impressions, I think, really, really matter, right? What else? I put, I put down honeymoon period. We talked about this right before. I think that's a thing. It, it, like in the 80s and 90s, people really, we, when we were joining, this is back in, you know, you were still in high school mm-hmm. or grade school. But back back in my day, when I would take a new a new roll on, it was really in my mind about my honeymoon period. I mm-hmm. think I think I used three months. My mental model was the first three months are really crucial. That's your honeymoon period. That's uh, what were aspects of that. The, the, probably the biggest one for me was I could affect, like I could do things that I might not never be, you know, in the long term not be able to do. Like I could spend more money in my honeymoon period. Mm-hmm. I could probably get away with blowing the budget. Right. Right. But then a year in, I have to sort of conform to the budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could disrupt the status quo easier in the honeymoon period. Mm-hmm. Right. Things like that. Have you, now fast forward to you, do, do you, did you experience that? Have you seen that? Have you operated in that model? Um, I have done a 180 to align myself more to where you're at. I was more careful. Okay. So okay. it was the opposite of the honeymoon for me early in my career where everything was rosy. Everything was nice. I was rosy. I was nice. I wasn't okay. coming in, changing things right away. That has flipped in the past five or six years as I've just learned and matured and grown. Um, so I've done about a 180 on that. 
And one of the terms I put down as being a disruptor, mm -hmm. I think part of that honeymoon period, and whether you're hired to be a disruptor or not, it's like systems thinking. Every time you introduce something new to a system, mm -hmm. the system actually regenerates. The system right. sort of goes through. It gets it gets a jolt, and and that and now it's like moving. Right, the system is moving. That's the perfect opportunity to start changing directions. Right, right to sort of tweak the molecules in that system because you've injected a new you know a foreign entity into that system, uh, and 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 disruptive. I mean positive disrupt. Well, it could be negative. So yeah. avoid negative disruption, right. but it's it's this opportunity to like really do weird things. Okay. The other thing I said, and I want I want to hear your reaction, is the power of being new and the power of clue like embrace your cluelessness. Oh yeah. Embrace Use your that newness. As long as you can, yeah. As long as you can yeah. react to that. What do you it, it, it's a it's a get out of jail free card. It is. Right? It's just like, oh well, you know, I know I'm the new guy and I don't know this, but let's just try it. Isn't that isn't yeah. that cool? Yeah. Now that I try to ride for as long as I can. Absolutely. And then sometimes, you know, like eighteen years in, people start Somebody's calling. gonna call you on it. Somebody's yeah, exactly. gonna say, Okay, you can't use that. You can't you, use the newbie card. Yeah, anymore. you can't do that. But yeah, that's that's one of those things where where there is this freedom in it that you have that and People are willing to give you that freedom in that honeymoon period because, okay, well, I mean, we hired this person for a reason. Let's try it. So bringing it to a scrum master, I think from a scrum master or an agile coach point of view, uh, that gives you free, that gives you this open landscape to like suggest really wild, crazy ideas for the experiments mm -hmm. for the team. And hopefully they embrace that. You know, even pick on yourself. It's like, I'm new. I don't have a clue. Like, prove me wrong. Right. Right. You can really sort of use it as a challenge landscape, mm -hmm. right? Or, no, 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 you guys can't do that. I just came from a company that we nailed this out of the park, but I don't know if you have the maturity to do it here or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds like really s stupid psychology and gamey, but it works, mm -hmm. I think, when you're new. Uh, so does that apply to the Scrum Master? I th I'm trying to bring yeah. it back. To me, it applies to... Many things. The, the the other big point for me has been understanding how people shed new habits and build new ones and that it takes time. Yep. And I have done a lot of coaching with engineers in particular because they are used to being able to make quick changes. They are used to a piece of software that they identify a bug they go in, they make a change, they they commit it to source control, the builds, the test run, and hey, it's fixed now. People don't work like that. But they spend their entire day with the expectation and working on systems that operate like that. So now they're trying to apply that same expectation to themselves. So there's just a lot of coaching that you need to do. Depending on how drastic your changes are that you're proposing, you have to be patient. And then you also have to coach those engineers to be patient with themselves that sometimes these radical changes are going to take time and celebrate the small wins with them, get them to see them and see that we're progressing and get there. But so often people, this is the thing I would say that there is no Bob Duck and Fig where I can go and change and change your teamwork quotient from zero to 105. It doesn't happen that quickly. So you've got to coach people through each step between zero and and 105 and celebrate each one of those and get them to see that and recognize the improvements that they're making. So I think what I'm taking away sort of the, the meta thought, Ooh, is, <laughs> is, is, uh, it, it's patience, but it's, it's sort of, it's that contextual. So be a disruptor, be mm -hmm. new, be in your honeymoon period, push as hard as you can sensibly. Yeah. But at the same time, 
then so and it, it's sort of like a teeter totter, right? And we've talked about the about, there's a balancing act here mm-hmm. that I think we there may be a, a theme of being balanced, right? Uh, push hard, but then be patient for mm-hmm. results. Because you don't know. You don't know what the system can, you don't know what the teams can accelerate to. You don't know what the individuals, like you're new. You don't yeah. know who, who. you don't know the rates that, that people can adopt change, right? right? So you have to sort of feel your way there. Um, one thing related to, so I noticed a pattern. I think you're going to enjoy this. Uh, I'll use eye contact as an example. After I was there for a while, like I have Bobisms, right? You, yeah, I don't know if well you, aware. you right. I have ways of talking mm-hmm. and my stories, and you probably heard every one of my mm-hmm. stories. Like, so I have this Bob shtick, and I'm I'm aware. I can't do anything. It's it is what it is. But it's the bob shtick. And right. I noticed that I contacted about after 12 months, 18 months, the bob shtick didn't work. Like people tuned it out. Mm-hmm. It worked early, but then I lost it. And so they sort of turned me off. And I had to bring new things into the system. So I'm wondering if you've seen that same pattern. It's part honeymoon, but I think it's part like human nature of there's a period of time where we have strong influence. Yeah. But then, like if I, like like if I work with you for five years, yeah. you know, the first year your influence in the first year is going to be different. So I think there's like an influence curve going on there. What do you think? Like coming on board? Uh, yeah, to me, it's the evolution of yourself as a leader as the team adopts you. That's a good way to say it, right? So so be aware of the adoption curve on the flip side. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a, a good model to. Yeah, and and um. I think you've got to apply the Shuhari model within your own mind, right? You came in and everything you did to get them from Shu to Ha worked. And then those same coaching techniques aren't going to help get them from Ha to Re. You know, I never thought, gosh, I learned something from you every once in a while, Josh. It's amazing to me. I got my one for 2019. It, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, I never, for the life of me, I never applied Shuhari to that. Right. But it is Hari behavior. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on there, I yeah. think. That's, I mean, that, that may not be 100% of it. Yeah. But, but it's that. Right. So, so then it's the shifting. I'm probably still, I'm not influencing the same way, right? I need to shift. And maybe my feeling is I'm not shifting. I'm still in that shoe influence yeah, state, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then you've got to change the way that you coach them to get to that third level. It's, and I think I do to some degree, but I like that metaphor. That's a useful metaphor. Yeah. And I think it'll happen naturally, but the more intentional you can be about it, the more successful and I think less frustrated you'll become, you know, because you'll realize, oh crap, I was doing the same thing. They're not the same team anymore. Yeah. What else? You're, you go into a new role. What, what are other things? If we're giving people toolkit ideas, I have one around role modeling. So we didn't, we're, we're talking about the telling part, mm-hmm. right? Or the teaching part, or the, ver- well, there's a lot of verbal so far, but, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering, I, I think there's also like the role, like how you behave. Yeah, you have to. So let's say we a team meeting, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I'm new and it's a, not a team meeting, an organizational meeting, a town hall. Mm hmm. And the CEO says something stupid, not real, not terribly stupid, but pretty stupid. Uh, something that doesn't doesn't align with our principles, like in my role, like uh, makes a mistake about I don't trust that team, or the team failed. I want to know who did it. Yeah, right. I need to find out who did this, 
and maybe this is a pretty extreme example, but maybe it, you you stand up, you raise your hand and stand up, and 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 really sort of role model mm-hmm. the behavior like courage. Yeah, and it's like, sir, you know, I know I'm new here, but I really don't know if it's that effective to find a, the scapegoat. Right. I really think it would be much more effective if we did a reflection, looked at what the root cause was. And then applied some corrective actions to that. Do you know right. what I, right? And, and I actually, sir, I would like to take that on. I know that's not my team or my situation, but can I do that? So you're role modeling that behavior. Uh, what's powerful is you're doing it in front, in front of a lot of people. Yeah. It's a little dangerous, but, but again, honeymoon comes in. What do you, so role modeling, what do you think? I, I think it's super powerful for the team to see that they really have your back and that you, are really practicing what you're preaching. Because there's so many times where you as a leader are going to work with the team and try and get them to engage with with each other and challenge each other and do all those things. But then when they see a moment when the person that was newly hired should stand up and say something and they don't, then confidence and trust just doesn't even get built. Forget erosion. like It's just gone before it even had a chance. So that's one of those things where you have a responsibility – and sure, maybe it's scary, but that's that's the job. Well, and it's it's less scary. I mean, it's scary, but I think it's less risky in the beginning because mm-hmm. you can attribute it to I was clueless, or you can attribute it to right I'm I'm new or whatever. I mean, again, and get some cover in that way. But I think it's you're you're setting that tone. You're you're absolutely yeah. like you're walking your talk, mm-hmm. right? So I think walking your talk early on. Uh, to whatever degree you're comfortable with, it's incredibly, probably more important. I'm wondering if it's more important than telling. Absolutely. I think it's more important yeah. than telling people. It's an accelerant to the team buying in to you helping them. Yeah. And being more willing to listen and try something that's a little bit wacky because you've made it clear what your intentions are and what your priorities are. And it's right. the team. And it's the right. team improving. So that is going to get them to buy in on some things that maybe would have taken longer for them to buy in for. Now, don't go in and try and, like, don't be hunting for something like that. No, like, no, no. It's got to be a yeah. more natural scene. Yeah. Or or let your let your principles rise to the top, right? Mm-hmm. If something, so if if your, you know, principal spider sense starts going off, like on courage or someone looking for scapegoats or something. Right. Again, I'm, I'm connecting to a scrum master role and someone's looking to, for a scapegoat. That's part, right. that's part of protect the team. Mm-hmm. So let that naturally come up if it comes up, right? Yeah. But it's an opportunity. I it's a, so you should be walking your talk all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a particularly great uh, entering strategy. What about like team agreements? You know, getting to uh, I'm switching gears. You know, all those facilitative things. You know, you t- tell five things about yourself. What's one hidden thing? Games, things like that. Uh, getting to, sitting with your leadership team. Have you ever done anything like that touchy feely yeah, stuff? Uh, yeah, there, there's. To me, there's value in it because you begin to really know and understand each other as humans, and that makes a difference. You understand how they operate when things are good, when things are bad, and that just makes you more effective. One thing that is um, taking off at a company that I spend most of my time at now is these elephant dinners. Where, oh, what? What's that? Where leaders get get together for dinner, have a beverage or two, 
and they put the elephant in the room on the table and you go around and you take turns and you discuss those things and you put it on the table. So everybody's aware and the discussions happen and it, it's a good, healthy thing. That's cool. Yeah. I was, I was talking to someone the other day and I, I'm, I'm going to try to squeeze this into my uh, cow workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, Todd Olson apparently does these ask me anything meetings mm-hmm. Where it's literally they have like a town hall, yeah. But they and and I think they had layoff. The description was they had some layoffs. They don't do a lot of layoffs, but they had a little, a slight round of layoffs to adjust something. Yeah. And um, and it created turbulence in the culture because that doesn't happen there. Mm-hmm. And they went into an ask me anything and really sort of showed courage and transparency and just handled. I mean, and, and so ask me anything and I will answer anything, yeah. right? Right. Uh, to the best of my ability and to be transparent and honest and real and, you know, sort of show up. So things like, I think things like that. Yeah. I think that's, that, that's key as a leader. To me, that's no different than in that meeting. So like you got to so, stand but up. Like and, if you commit as a scrum master, yeah. you could even, so you could orchestrate it or you could just have an ask me anything meeting Yeah, and say, ask me anything. Right. Like, why am I here? Uh, you could even seed it with your own list. Why mm-hmm. am I here? Uh, what's my what's my biggest <laughs> what's my biggest weakness? Mm-hmm. What was the last huge failure I had, and how did I respond? You can even ask yourself really hard questions. I, I've I've often introduced myself with a roll call of failures, um, but I'd be sure to quickly follow that up with the corrections that were made from it. Yeah. Uh, because I don't want people coming in like, okay, so this. If you ever run out of, if you ever guy? run out of those, yeah, um, you can just bring me up. Oh, really? You got another list? I'll just help you. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm just trying to help. But yeah, if you, if that list ever gets too lean for you, I can I can I, I can juice it up. I think we're safe. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think we're I'm, I'm safe. Just, I'm just checking. But I like I like. But that. I do that, and then I'm I'm intentional about. Okay, that's probably different than many of the introductions you've heard from other people that have come in, where they tell you all the wonderful things they've ever done, and I pair it with, I want us to be comfortable talking about things that don't go well because those are the things we have to address. Yep, I would. Agree. So I set that tone from the very start and make sure I'm clear, I'm open, I'm transparent, and this is. I start modeling right then of this is what I expect from the team. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. What about this notion of, and and if I'm, I'm sort of driving the cast a little bit. Mm-hmm. So if, the, if I'm, if you have something on top of mind, just tell me to shut up and hit it. What about this notion of meet them where they are? So you come in, mm-hmm. you know, that notion of, and I think we've sort of gone around it, but I want, I want to hear your, you know, that notion of don't, don't meet them too far away. Mm-hmm. So meet them where they are. How do you like that? When, I do. I when think you've got to start there. Yourself? Yeah, you have to start there so so that people see you're willing to invest. If you don't, then they're not going to view you as willing to invest and spend time and get to to understand them. Now you go and meet them where they are, and then you quickly set the bar and the expectation of this is where we're going, and we need you to be on board, and here's why, and help them move in the right direction. Okay, but. I think you can't just sit there. Like I've worked with other people um, where they've started a new job and have said, can you believe this VP hasn't come and talked to me yet? Like I'm new here and they haven't reached out to me to set up a lunch and discuss things. Like what, what's the problem? Like, well, what how, did you reach out to them? Exactly. Like, like, exactly. So to me, you've got to go meet that person um, and both the team and peers and other leaders and everything along the way, you've got to, 
You've got to do that. You inspired me there. I, I'm attending. I just so the last three days I was in a coaching class in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm I'm putting myself through a professional like Orsk coaching, mm-hmm. and I, is, this was the second class in the series, and there was there was sort of an overwhelming, you know, problems, and everyone looks up. Right. It's like we complain or we have issues Mm -hmm. and then you look at leaders and it's sort of like, you know, my job is over. I identify something. Now it's your job to fix it. And which is goes back to I think one of the entry strategies is and maybe it's part of meet them where they are is, you know, always reach out. So it's a it's a partnership posture. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you're partnering and you take ownership. Um it's it's half and half. There's so many like why didn't they? I don't have a laptop, right? Oh, oh I didn't get the yellow writing paper I record. No, no, I'm serious, right? Do you ever like people on board, and it's like they start whining about mm-hmm. you know I have to walk fifty yards to coffee yeah. or something like that. It's like I want sometimes I want to like crack them in the head. It's like what do you, you need to? It's not about people serving you. It's about yeah. it's it's like are you meeting them? What are you doing about it? Like, right. go, go buy a coffee. There, role model something. The coffee maker's too far away. Go buy one. I know it's a silly idea, but bring it in. Yeah. You know, put it close to the team or whatever. Be, yeah. you know, show some servant behavior mm-hmm. uh, or whatnot. But be, I hate to say it, but like be part of the solution, not yeah. just a whiner. So, but I think you can do that when you're coming. And the newbie hat. So that newbie hat can be a negative, right? Oh, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know what the process is. No, yeah. you know what I mean. Oh, I don't know how to fill in a request form. Well, so so I'm helpless. I, I think I. Yeah, the key is to default to action. Yeah, like that's got to be the thing instead of pausing and wondering or whining or whatever. Just default to action. But it's just- easy. I think it's easy too when you're a beginner, right? You're you're entering. It's easy to go there, but really fight that inclination. I think. Yeah, I here's a here's a story. One of the most Oddly powerful things I've done when I joined a team. It was my first one-on-one with with a developer, and this person was frustrated with kind of the culture and the mindset. And there was this painting in the break room that said, uh, "I think it was was it Sir Walter Raleigh?" No, it wasn't. No, it was a painting with a saying that really bothered him because it just modeled complacency. Okay, and he's like I, it just bothers me. I said, "Okay, I'll be right back," and I. I walked in the room, I grabbed the painting, I said, here, put it in the trash, whatever you want to do, do with it. I don't care. But it's not in there anymore. That's not a part of our culture. Let's move. Yeah, let's move. It's over, it's done, it's gone. Problem solved. Exactly. And he sat there like, did you just do that? I'm like, yeah, it's just a painting, right? And it's probably from like Kohl's or something that costs seven bucks. Exactly. (laughs) You know, or maybe it's a leftover from the the people that were here before, right? I. I don't know. I don't care. It's not helping us move forward. There's, but it's blocking you. Yeah. And like, so it's gone. Like let's like that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna yeah. see these things. Um, so then after that one on one, I walked into the director of HR. I'm like just so you know, I took this uh, picture and threw it in the trash because really it was bothering some people. And she was like, okay, cool. I didn't like it anyways. So it was just one of those things where without that action happening, those old things that hold us back are getting in the way continue to stay there and just chip away at people. So always defaulting to action is going to be your key. And it was just a little thing, but at that moment, that person knew and understood I had their back right? and I was there to help. I was going to do whatever it takes. And that created a door for us to really work well together. 
I think another idea, another tool or, or an awareness or whatever is realize that we all bring baggage mm-hmm. and leave your baggage at the door. Uh, there's this, um, I'm working on a keynote for a, a conference in Ottawa and uh, it's about brand building. And I think I may end it with that Bruce Lee. I have a picture that, you know, that famous Bruce Lee pick where he empty your cup. You won't learn anything until you empty your cup. Mm-hmm. Right. If you, if you add, I think people have like martial artists have done, done this in movies and things where you keep pouring into a cup and it runs over. So you can't learn anything new. If mm-hmm. you, if I'm already full, right. Right. I can't learn anything new. Mm-hmm. And in this case, I think the metaphors are baggage that we bring. It's really important. And, and I'm not saying I'm making the distinction. Our experience is valuable, yeah. but we bring assumptions and yeah. we bring baggage. And you want to try really, really hard to leave that at the door. Now, part, the part of that's meet them where they're at, but part of it's like an internal realization of of your baggage, like yeah. that notion of I've seen this. So, what's an indicator of that? I've seen this before, and mm-hmm. this is how I fixed it. Mm-hmm. Don't think that way. Right. Right. You did one. You didn't see exactly. You didn't. You saw this pattern, but not in this company. Right. And. The uh, the fix that you applied worked in context A in the history. It 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 may or may not work here. Probably chances are it will not work here. Yeah. So so just I'm not I'm not discounting experience. I'm I'm recounting this notion of uh, what emptying yourself and yeah. really being sort of like in the moment. What do you think? Is that too zen like or no? I I I talk about baggage a lot, especially when we're trying to shape new habits and we talk about why we have the habits we have and the baggage that each of us has and that we bring. And I talk about mine all the time. Again, trying to model that, hey, this is a reality. Everybody's journeys now is slightly different and we need to honor and recognize that. But also we need to change it and we need to set a new path forward. I do often talk in my coaching about my biases. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'll just be transparent with my bias. Uh, and it helps me one, it makes it transparent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen this work a hundred times, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm slightly biased towards story points in the morning or whatever it is. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm stuck. I am open-minded, but I have that bias and it sort of shares it with the team. It makes it clear to the team and they'll control, they'll mm-hmm. control my bias. Oh, okay. He's biased. Right. But we, we don't have to be right. right? So I, I think, I think the more you can be transparent that's a nice technique with your baggage sometimes. Yeah. If you can't leave it at the door, at least like acknowledge that it's there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what, so what, what did we miss? I, the last thing I want to leave people with is how many times you started a new company in in your career? Me? Just let's guess at average human. Oh, I don't know. Less than 10? Like oh, start at and yeah. I thought you meant start like entrepreneurship. No, yeah, no, no, like, no start hey, at. I am starting a new role somewhere. So I, I to me it's generational. So for me, right? Like I feel when I moved to North Carolina, I before I came here, I moved here twenty plus years ago uh, in ninety six. Before that, I'd had four jobs mm-hmm. in like fifteen 
years or something like that. When I moved down here, I probably have had 10 jobs down mm-hmm. here in 20 years or so, whatever it is. Yeah. And I felt like a, early on, I felt like a vagabond. I felt like I was, you know, right. I was disappointing my parents. I was disappointing the, the field of computer science. Yeah. Right. Because I was yeah. a job hopper. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. The old job hopper. Yeah. So, uh, but I think nowadays folks hop. So I think it depends, right? But, probably on average, maybe 10. Yeah. Let's say it's a dozen. Okay. Right? So it, it's, it's hard to get good at something when you do it 12 times in your life. So I think Jay's question is a very good one, and this is a very good topic for people to hit the pause button before they start that new role because you probably haven't practiced it very much. So go in with a plan, have an idea. Also know your plan is going to be ruined on day one as you learn things you didn't know. But this is a... This is the thing you don't get a chance to practice at a lot, so just be a bit more intentional about it. Can I can I piggyback on that? Yeah. You inspired me. This is two. You just gained freaking you're knocking this out fire. of the You are on fire. So reflect on and I've done this and I didn't think about it. I I haven't done it for every job, but reflect on your entry strategies at mm-hmm. your last five jobs. So do a retrospective mm-hmm. before you show up. Go back if you can quietly in a room Mm -hmm. and reflect on job one. What was my strategy? Did I go in guns blazing? What did I do? Did I have one? How did that work out for me? Right. Do, do a quick retro of things and learnings and do that again and again. Uh, So, so you're right. There's only a few of them, but I think if you go back and mine them in hindsight, Mm -hmm. I bet there's lessons learned there that you can carry forward into this next one. Yeah. So do that quiet retrospective, I think, would be good. Mm-hmm. Like, That's it. Like baggage. Yeah. That was such a nice exit. Tell you to, what. Man, hey, Metacasters, I, you know, I've been dragging this log for 10 years. Now I think it's like sprouting wings. I don't know. So from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, I'm Bob Gallant. And I'm the log, Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all. <laughs>